0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of Guapish Rule 34. As always, I'm your host, Tanner, and today I'm joined by my super special co-host, Nico.
1: That's right, guys. It's me, Nico, and I'm really excited about today's episode. So grab yourself a snack and a glass of orange juice and try not to reach through that screen, because here we go!
0: (laughs) And also joining us is my super special co-host,
2: Jackson! Jackson! I'm in constant agony, I'm in constant agony, I'm in constant agony, I'm in constant agony.
0: And finally joining us is our super duper super special co-host, uh Dylan.
3: Hey, what's up? I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I think we're going to have a fun time.
0: Starting off, let's just run people through the thing. We're not going to eat up a ton of time doing this, but ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of year again. The game awards are upon us. <sighs> oh no. And as is tradition, we are doing our annual Game Awards predictions. Now, uh, most years we spend an entire episode running through all the categories and making our picks, and uh, we decide not to do that this year. So we've already made our picks, and uh, yeah, you guys will just have to... We'll see the fucking, uh, reveal episode when, uh, that finally happens on December 7th, 7th, uh, one wrinkle we are throwing in is that I had, uh, a non-internet compatible chat GPT make predictions for the entire thing, and if the, the bot beats us, uh, then we all have to, uh,
3: endure the punishment. I just want to say this was my idea originally, I just didn't follow through on it. Well, your idea
0: was, yes, to use the, uh, chat GPT,
3: Correct. Just want to
0: make sure I, I put all the pizzazz into it. Anyway, you sure did. Um, I'm down to move on. Do any of you guys have any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns about game awards this year? Anything uh, you feel like bringing
1: up? Jeff Keeley is a fucking hack. I just want to get that out here real quick. I feel okay? like we say that every year. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because it's true, and the internet refuses to acknowledge it. Oh. <laughs> Can
2: I replace my ingredient in the milkshake uh, with whatever I already picked, but instead replace it with liquid ass?
0: Yeah, you can do that. Wait, hold on. Is liquid ass toxic or like can you consume that?
2: Uh, probably not. Why hmm. would you do that?
0: We'll have to check the toxicity on it. To be honest, yeah. I thought. But if it's edible, sure, we'll put liquid ass in there.
3: Is that not a joke? <laughs> what is that?
0: It's, it's just some. It's like liquid smoke, but it, it's stinky, and oh. that's literally the whole point.
3: Oh yeah like really
1: stinky mm-hmm.
3: is it more for a smell gag or is it for a taste gag because I feel like you know, I assume smell. a smell gag okay uh, Somebody's that's a really good way to get somebody's breath smell like ass to be completely honest that'd be funny
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, should they take back Boogie's content creator of the year award <laughs> uh, I mean yes they very obviously should but at the same time like I don't know. It, they kind of usually just seem to pick like really controversial <laughs> YouTubers for that fucking award. So I'm really scared of what's going to happen to Iron Mouse here coming up. Uh, do you think Boogie still has that award? <laughs> I'm sure he has a fucking framed up on his wall. It's his one possession that he can like look back on fondly.
0: That's funny. What a downfall from that guy.
1: I called it from the very beginning, dude. From the very beginning, I was like, I don't know why people like this Boogie guy. What the fuck is up with that? And you were like, dude, what's wrong with you? I never said that. That's not true. (laughs) It is, dude. It is.
0: It's not not true because I literally don't know anything about the man, so I don't know why I would ever say that.
1: You see, Tanner, we watched the Game Awards the year he was elected as the big boy himself, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, during the Game Awards, he wasn't able to walk up on stage to grab his award because he's so fucking fat. And I was like, "Ah, that's that's pretty funny. funny. And you were like, dude are you serious that's not okay what's wrong with you i probably didn't say that you're lying Tanner, for some reason you like get really uppity when people make fat phobic remarks
0: um no that's not true
1: it's 100 percent true
0: you're a liar <laughs> i think ever since i became you know a fucking hunk maybe now i'm cool with it and i wasn't before because i was fat
1: gotcha okay just a deep-seated It just, it pain. just hit you personally before. Yeah, sure. Something like that. It was like those statements were actually about you instead is how you're perceiving them in your mind. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Alright, so guys. We've watched an awful lot of disaster movies recently on Guapish at the Movies, correct? Mm-hmm. Both uh, in literal and figurative senses. Exactly. And so... I was thinking that it could be fun to maybe dust off the old producer chair for Jackson here, get him situated up in his uh, high ivory tower of his, where he gets to, like, you know, uh, deliver the goods to the people, as it were, and have the three of us pitch to him our very own disaster movies that we want to get made in Hollywood.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Jackson, are you ready for this
2: task? Oh, yeah. I'm so ready to tell you guys you're all failures as writers. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa.
0: Can I give a, a generic answer right now and then come up with a interest a, a unique answer? Uh, sure, I guess. Go for it. Well, I think it'd be cool to have a disaster movie where it's literally just fucking Ragnarok.
1: Okay. And there's, like,
0: zero explanations of anything that's going on. Like, literally, it's, like, it, like, starts out like World War Z, where it's just, you know, Brad Pitt and his fucking family or something. (laughs) And then Thor, without any explanation, you know, fucking comes down out of the heavens and starts fighting a giant snake or some shit. (laughs) But, like, we never never frame it from the perspective of the gods themselves. It's always from the perspective of average people who are like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. (laughs) I think that'd be pretty fucking cool.
2: Average superhero
0: movie. (laughs) <laughs> it'd be like i'm I'm imagining cloverfield but you know uh with norse gods
1: oh yeah there you gotcha. go makes sense to me all right so what about for your like actual movie pitch then uh i need time to uh, to formulate it have someone else go dude i thought you were like the improv master though
0: i am the improv master so my idea is that we have <laughs> um See, what's interesting is my mind always jumps to, like, monsters, but I feel like a monster movie and a a disaster movie are two different things.
1: Yeah, those are very different in my Uh,
3: mind. I I
0: guess. Let's say it turns out that the hollow earth theory is true, and then a giant earthquake causes the earth to start collapsing in on itself.
1: Oh, so it's like a massive sinkhole is going down.
0: Yeah, yeah. There we go. It's a sinkhole disaster movie, and the sinkhole is caused by the Earth being hollow.
1: There you go. Yeah, it's just like a sinkhole that's rapidly expanding and slowly mm-hmm. like sucking the entire Earth into itself. It's
0: actually a two-hour-long one of those like action car chase scenes. And uh, Jackson, since you're the producer, we'll we'll have a sweet ass like whatever your favorite car is. That will be the car that this man is driving to get away <laughs> from this expanding sinkhole.
2: That's cheating. Tanner wins. GG, It's over. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that's some cheating right there. Are there, like, lizard people, like the Underground Lizard People Society in the Hollow Earth that are going to come out and, like, take over the newfound world that's collapsed? At the So the
0: the movie ends with them, they'll, you know, have successfully gotten far enough away from the sinkhole that they plant a bunch of bombs in a big circle, and, you know, in much the same way you'll set fire lines to fight wildfires, they will pre-collapse portions of the Earth's crust to stop the, the sinkhole From going over to their land, and then the movie ends with, like, a lizard person crawling up uh, from the the edge of the earth, and then black screen, and it fucking says, um, God, what's the name of this movie? Holes. See, that's where my (laughs) mind went to, but...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get fucking Shia LaBeouf in it.
0: Yeah, I feel like disaster movies always have stupid names, so yeah, we'll just call it, Uncrustable. um, A sinking feeling. (laughs) Uh
1: Oh, I
0: guess that works. Uncrustable. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it'll have, uh, it'll have Shia LaBeouf, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, let's go. Uh, Nicolas Cage, Keanu Reeves, and a Hong Kong Doll.
1: <laughs> You're just really trying to pander to the guy as much as possible, aren't you? Dude, well, I love yeah. this guy. Big fan. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Tanner's cheating so hard right now. How is it cheating? I you guys know. can do the same thing. I'm not going to, because I won't stoop that low. He has, an okay. in- he has integrity. I'm like...
0: <laughs> well, Damn. that's why I'm making it in the movie business, baby. All
1: right, so I'll go next here. I'll go next with my idea. All right, so picture it, okay? Mm-hmm. Picture this: we're in like a some like a fucking random research facility. We're slowly like zooming in on one of the researchers who's tippity typing away on his big old computer, and then suddenly there's like a blink that goes off, and he looks over and's like, "Huh? Well, that's weird." So he like you know adjusts his glasses and then gets a closer look, and then he says oh my god and then boom we get the big title sequence alright mm-hmm. and so we then cut to like fucking uh, the UN having a big old meeting where they're talking about what's going on they're like oh my gosh fucking Japan's gone it got destroyed China's just like crashed into it careened into it and destroyed it what's happening <laughs> this is so crazy and then the big old scientist, he walks out. He's being played by a fucking um, not Mark Wahlberg. You have him in my mind now. I had someone before I wanted to play him, but I can't remember because it's fucking Mark Wahlberg, dude. A fucking, Matt Damon? No, not Matt Damon. That's not him either. It's, it's Ben it's, Watanabe. It's the fucking uh, the, the whale guy. The whale guy, you know? What's his oh, name? Oh,
0: Brendan Fraser. Yeah,
1: Brendan Fraser. Uh-oh. We have Brendan Fraser being the main role in this movie, the main lead, as it were. And so he comes to you U.N. and he's like, guys, I have the solution. I know what's going on. The Earth is reverting back into Pangea. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's up to uh, Brendan Fraser to get a ragtag group of folks together. And they are going to be trying to get the Earth to stop becoming Pangea once again.
2: <laughs> Nico, unfortunately, the big downside with your movie is uh-huh. that trying to stop. The earth forming Pangea is lame as fuck. I want to see the earth (laughs) revert back to Pangea. I want want the movie to be based around people figuring out how to make that work into what they're currently
1: living in. Your movie has failed from a basic level. But Jackson, consider this, dude. Consider this. Mm. It'll have mass market appeal, man. Because, as I said, China de- fucking demolishes Japan, okay? <laughs> and, like, we're going to be seeing this uh, from, like, the Japanese point of view. There will be massive waves coming up as the literal country of China just destroys their entire small island nation. And like, do you have any idea how much uh, overseas appeal that's going to have? The Chinese are going to eat this shit up, dude. <laughs> Nico, you're, you're doing a horrible job pandering to me. You're doing the opposite right now. I'm, Dude, you got to consider this, man. This, we're trying to make some motherfucking money here, all right? <laughs> And the best way to do that is to get the Chinese markets on our side.
2: Nico, unfortunately, I'm looking here for a passion project, right? I'm looking for a last big bang in my producing (laughs) career, and you're not giving me what I'm looking for.
1: How's this for a passion project, Jackson? I'll get you some hookers, okay? How does that sound? (laughs) Oh my gosh.
3: Taylor, what's your idea (laughs) all right nico kind of went i was gonna go with plate tectonics as my horror disaster thing but nico kind of took it so now i'm gonna go another vein so this one's gonna about be about volcanoes in the ice age and i know what you're thinking how does that make any sense you can't have volcanoes and the ice age well here's how it works all right you got all these volcanoes on planet Earth going off at the same time for some reason. And nobody knows why. There's just been some, like, violent reactions. Some some kind of, like, ocean water or some kind of combustible mineral got into the mantle where all the magma is under the Earth's crust. It's just causing all these volcanoes, you know, dormant ones or just extinct ones to just start spewing out lava. So what's that, what that's doing It's removing all the heat from the center of the Earth, which, as we know, is what keeps our planet from, like, freezing up. You know, it keeps us, like tolerable on this planet so then what ends up happening is like the core of the earth just starts rapidly losing temperature but the surface of the earth for obvious reasons is just extremely hot so there's absolutely nothing they can do to stop the volcanoes you know they're trying to plug them up but there's like they can't plug all the volcanoes fast enough right and then they can't stop just the ground freezing the oceans from freezing mind you salt water is way harder to freeze in large quantities uh, than regular not salt water so it's just Baffling, you know, the the poles combined, they make one big super pole. You just get frozen ice everywhere. There's no more ocean between countries. Countries just start freezing. People start freezing to death. They start freezing their feet to the ground. People lose their limbs. However, the solution that the humanity comes up with. To counteract this ice age. Is they harness the power of the lava. And they put it into generators. That just cycle the lava infinitely. So it never cools. It never turns into obsidian or anything. And people learn to live off of. Just the lava as a thermal source. And they actually start using it as currency. But then also what ends up happening. Much similar to Tanner's movie. Is something that lay dormant. That the the magma was keeping at bay awakens and they pop through the crust and next thing you know they have to fight against these creatures that thrive off of obtaining lava and keeping it in their own system and that's that that's a setup for the sequel to the movie holy shit i
2: you had me at trying to plug up volcanoes that shit is fucking retarded and hilarious (laughs) and then using lava as currency is also fucking retarded and hilarious this sounds This sounds like some fucking B-tier disaster movie shit, and I'm all for it. Let's go. (laughs) Now, Dylan, when you first said Volcano
0: Ice Age... Yeah. What I imagined was you were going to pitch a disaster movie set in, like, 10,000 B.C., that Which sounds fucking awesome. I want to see that. I want to see cavemen, like, fucking riding woolly mammoths and shit, running away from volcanoes. That would I like be that pretty idea. cool. Uh,
3: one, one idea that immediately flashed in my head when I said that, too, was like, oh, maybe volcanoes just spew out ice and cold and snow for some mm. reason, but I wouldn't be able to scientifically say how that works. So Now, I will say, Dylan, your pitch sounds a, a little similar
0: to uh, Day After Tomorrow.
3: Oh. Uh, it's just, not just
0: just a little bit, because you're like, eh, a hot thing is then making it cold.
3: Not the not the similarity I thought you were going to draw. I definitely, uh, <laughs> just a little over halfway through my explanation, I realized I was actually referencing a game I have played in the past. Uh, and lost then it,
1: Planet, yeah, Metroid, Other M
3: I, I, I very quickly I did not intentionally start this way, uh, and then when I gotcha. realized the lava currency and ice age thing, I was like, oh shit, I, I'm making this Lost Planet, and I just went with it there you go just do lost planet then yeah. here's
0: my uh final pitch for an idea um the entire continent of china grows legs and starts walking around destroying every other
1: country <laughs> we're gonna make so much money off of that one and like it just constantly cuts to like the chinese citizens and they're really jazzed about it they're just cheering go china go china <laughs> Crush then, France. Yeah, exactly. And then in the American,
0: we'll have a special, like, director's cut edition in America, where America also then grows legs and they fight each other and we win. There we go. But that, that version won't be shown in
1: China. No, no, no. no they won't even know it exists. It'll be blacklisted yeah. from their internet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, right there next to Tiananmen Square. <laughs> <laughs>
0: here's the movie pitch we need listen if you want to make money in this business anymore you need to appeal to china so what we're gonna make is tiananmen square the real story where we we portray the students as like racist sexist pedophile like radical extremists and the tanks as
1: you know virtuous patriots for the homeland oh there we go okay you'll have the funny. protesters just like burning down businesses and shit like mm-hmm. that they'll be like kicking babies in the street it'll <laughs> be great. yeah there'll be a scene where they like stab a woman multiple times and later we find out that woman was pregnant all along oh my um, god do you
0: know what were in those grocery bags and then it zooms in and it does an x-ray it's like an infant skeleton in a puppy <laughs> or something you know? oh. yeah it's a bag of puppies
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's terrible i hate that <laughs>
0: We should make that like just a really shitty mockumentary where where it's just like blatant Tiananmen Square like apologism.
2: Oh, <laughs> I think we can make that in uh, rural Oregon. I think we could get it done.
1: Oh yeah, or, absolutely. Or a
2: bus. Record a little.
1: We'll figure it movie.
0: out. If the if these protesters were so innocent, why'd they go to jail? <laughs> we
2: can use our miscellaneous cars to represent the tanks. Yeah. yeah.
3: Jackson, at the yeah. end of it all. Who do you think takes the cake?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I still think I have never heard of any of these fucking games or things you guys are referencing. Apparently, with Dylan's idea outside of obviously yeah. Dad for Tomorrow, uh, I think his idea is fucking batshit ridiculous, and it's it's the movie I'd want to watch the most. I think. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, I think the idea of the the t- Pangea Reformation thing is cool as well. Honestly, I'd probably put that at number three behind Tanners because of the pandering and also because of Nico's plotline. But it probably would have been number two if Nico went with my
1: idea. Dude, picture this, though, man. Picture I this. I don't want to! Brendan <laughs> Fraser needs to steer Africa around New Zealand to stop it from destroying it. <laughs>
2: I, don't, I don't want them to stop destroying New Zealand. He wants New Zealand
0: gone. How do you like the idea of a prehistoric disaster movie?
2: I think that could be fun. There's also the opportunity of doing a post us, uh, you know, whatever fucking disaster movie, something like way into the future, and
3: AI is taking over. I think, well, yeah. that's just the Matrix. Never mind. <laughs> Narrated by Graham Hancock. There we go. Oh, I guess Moonfall technically wouldn't be futuristic end of the world because that was technically current year. Never mind. That nah, was futuristic. <laughs> I mean, it was this futuristic from enough. the from the perspective of like this was our predecessors that designed all this and i i guess if you take it from the perspective of the ancestors then yes it is futuristic
0: a long long time ago
3: (laughs) i thought you were about to start doing the star wars intro and i was about to get real confused because you don't like star wars
0: Whoever said I don't like Star Wars? You! (laughs)
3: Tanner
1: loves Star Wars. I feel like he he is easily the biggest Star Wars fan here. Yeah, no, I
0: I, I feel like what I've always said is I like Star Wars, but I recognize it's bad.
3: Uh, So, uh, really quick, Tanner, what's your your take on Star Wars Rebels? Because I don't think I've ever heard you say anything or mention anything about that show.
0: That's probably because that show is very uh, unremarkable in my mind. Okay. Fine. It's like yeah. it's a, it's a severe downstep from um Clone from the Clone Wars, Wars. Wars. In, in like agree. every way. Yeah, yeah, in every single way. And I imagine it's largely because for some reason Disney they got started, they were like let's make a Clone Wars, but this one's for kids. And then people yeah. were like, but the Clone Wars was also for kids. And they're like, well, <laughs> we think kids can't handle you know real shit, so. There's, there's a tiny, tiny amount of real shit in Rebels, but that's not until, yeah. like, way later. The main yeah. character
1: is easily the worst part of that entire show. He's fucking awful. I despise him.
3: Yeah, they give him... He gives me, a, like, Aladdin vibes, oddly enough. I don't know if that's... You're just saying that because he's brown? <laughs> Th- that's not why I'm saying that, but okay. I'm pretty sure, but... <laughs> no, because they, like, depict him as, like, a street rat, and then he tries to like rise to the level of greatness because he's actually uh supposed to be a powerful jedi or whatever he's they're trying to depict i remember one of the parts i left off on they were trying to depict him as like one of the stronger force users uh they just needed to unlock his potential or something that show
0: is a, a complete blur to me like i watched through the whole thing i don't remember almost jack's shit other I, than like how it ends i watched yeah. it
3: here and there i did not watch it all the way through
1: yeah, the fact that it's uh, definitely much more pandering towards children is definitely its biggest detriment, I would say. Like, yeah. any sort of, like, serious scene that they ever have, it has to immediately be undercut. Where it'll have, like, fucking Ahsoka fighting Anakin or some shit. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is the first time they've seen each other ever since, like, he turned to the dark side or whatever. And they're having, like, this big monologue and you just cut to main character boy. And it's like, huh, good grief. <laughs> yeah. You it's know, fucking
0: awful. Star Wars is, uh,. Just not not a well done universe, let's say. It's not, it it, it it shows that all of this shit was made at different times with no plans of making any shit that came after any of it. Like, because ah- Ahsoka, fan favorite character, people love her. 100%. Her existence does not make any fucking sense given the prequels. Like, you think she would have come up at some point in the movies,
4: well, but, yeah.
0: uh, they didn't know she existed when they made the movie, so now we just have this, like, yeah, it's fucking confusing. <laughs> Pretty much. They also have this problem of, like, you know, in A New Hope, it's like, listen... Obi-Wan is the the only Jedi left, and he's gotta train up Luke, this is very important, but then, like, all of the expanded universe shit is like, there's actually 500 Jedi just all over the place, like, you can't, you can't go to a new planet without stumbling on another Jedi.
3: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Guys, we should rewrite s- the Star Wars universe, we should just do it.
1: Uh- that sounds like a terrible idea. So, speaking of, like, uh Star Wars and, like, idea. disaster
3: movies and stuff like that, uh-huh. do you
1: guys feel like there are any just, like, uh, like genres of film you just can't really get into, you feel like?
3: Uh, y- yes. I mean, like chick flicks, what, yeah.
0: obviously. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: chick flick movies are kind of meh. Uh, horror... I, 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 I guess horror movies have grown on me a little bit. Uh, I still won't go out of my way to watch them, mind you, but, y- you know... I think that's kind of it. I kind of just uh, eat, like, consume any kind of media. Is Saw a genre of movie? Does that fall into some genre? I feel like that falls under horror.
0: It falls under murder porn, is what that falls under. Okay, I'm not really into like. Uh, let me let me see if I can how I can phrase this in a way that makes sense.
2: I don't like people li- getting dismembered in front of.
0: Yeah. See, I don't like. I don't like gore when it's like serious, you know, where you're like, "Oh shit, that looks believable." Yeah. I love gore when it's like over the top and stupid,
3: like in Dawn of the Dead.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when it when it's when it's gore where like there's no chance of me being like, "Oh my god, that that could happen <laughs> in real life." <laughs> then I can enjoy it. That's so fair. what?
1: Oh, what makes like Saw different to you than like fucking uh uh? what the fuck is that movie even called terrifier terrifier because
0: terrifier. terrifier is like super over the top and goofy and i feel like saw
3: plays it a lot more straight i don't know if i'd say terrifier was goofy you literally cut it a girl in half yeah that what yeah. about her bones and that wasn't goofy that that made me so uncomfortable that was so unnecessary i mm-hmm. shit was so goofy i, literally I could feel right. that in my
1: pussy <laughs> yeah i could too So I'm going to float these ones by you guys. Okay. Uh, Sci-fi and, uh, like, medieval fantasy, I'm not
3: a big fan of in film. You can't get into sci-fi? No. What? That's crazy. Sci-fi is probably my biggest jam. Like, you throw a sci-fi movie in front of me, I will probably like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether or not it scientifically makes sense.
1: It's weird, because... Like, sci-fi and uh, fantasy and shit like that, I'm, like, way into it in basically anything else other than movies. But why is that? uh, That's kind of what I'm trying to figure out here, you know? Like, I don't... Like, fucking... uh, Fucking, like, manga and shit like that, or, like, anime fucking video games where it's set in, like, a sort of medieval fantasy setting. That shit's fucking awesome. Video games set in sci-fi settings? You got, like, halos and shit like that? That's sweet as hell. I'm a big fan of that. But, like, when it comes to film... I don't know. I feel like there's, like, this sort of inherent sort of, like, whimsy, I guess, that goes to those sorts of genres that's just completely lost once you get to film. Like, once you put a real guy in these sorts of settings, it's like, well, I could see this exact same thing being done, like, significantly better in other forms of media.
3: So, my guess is at this point, it's because when you're watching a movie, you're probably more grounded in reality at that point. Because when you're playing video games, reading manga, watching anime, whatever, you know for a fact... Without a, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you these characters are completely made up. In that universe, that is completely separate. Uh, and that, also, when you're watching a movie, especially when they try to shoot it in live action, but then there's just stuff that just doesn't exist in our world that we have to CGI, and sometimes the CGI isn't up to par, sometimes it it's whatever. But it's like, you have realism with CGI, and then you have the two, and especially when it's sci-fi, it just, it doesn't click in your brain, would probably be my biggest like, reason to that argument. Nico's a fucking hater. That's the real (laughs) thing we found out here. I
0: don't know about that. Do do you find this extends to, like, animated movies that are sci-fi? No. Interesting. Like, there is fine.
3: I
1: feel like the big thing here is that... I feel like live action just uh, makes it so like these sorts of genres just can't really live up to their full potential is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. That makes
3: sense. Yeah, based on, like like I was saying, where it, you can only go so far with live action because you just have to CGI the rest of it. And...
0: Yeah, that makes sense to me. Do you like uh, more serious sci-fi like a Star Trek or more like action-adventure sci-fi like a Star Wars?
1: I'm definitely more into action-adventure. I don't like either of those that you just <laughs> mentioned, but... Whoa. Yeah, probably not the best <laughs> examples, but and like I mean, st- they are the best examples. But yeah, you what, say uh, he doesn't like either yeah, of them. Yeah, what they are. However, like you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is still pretty good. Like there can still be exceptions to it. It's just okay. generally speaking, I feel like they they just don't hit quite right there. You know, they don't hit quite right. That extends like beyond just like film as well. Like for different fucking like uh, forms of media, I I just won't really be into like. ...certain things I would be into somewhere else. For example, with, like, anime, I'm not particularly a big fan of, like, dramas and shit like that. Which I know is a, a real knock against Jackson there, who loves that shit. But, like, I feel like I just much prefer something like that in live action.
3: Okay.
4: Mm.
3: I definitely had a thought, and I immediately lost it. Uh, damn it. It was something you were saying, and I was gonna have you ex- expand on that thought, and I completely lost it. Oh, well. Say, <sighs> la vie. Speaking
1: of movies... <laughs> We're not there yet, Tanner. Come on. I, well, I think we actually are there already, but we could be. However, Jackson, do you have any sort of things you want to go into here? No, I love all movies. What? I love every genre. There's no genre I don't like. I love them all. <laughs> well, if that's the case, then I guess we can just uh, hop right in. And go wait, up. S- the wait, wait, wait! I do. I do have
0: a thing. Ah!
1: Go for it. What, why? Why? Why?
0: <laughs> why isn't cart racing a genre in movies?
3: kart racing. Gran Turismo came out. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, there's like uh, there's like the Little Rascals, you know? Holy is shit. Is a movie? <laughs> yeah.
3: It's Little never... Rascals. What do you mean is that a movie? I, I haven't seen anything about a Little Rascals movie. You've so... 100% seen the Little Rascals, Dylan. Yeah, there's no way you have seen No, I've seen, seen the Rascals. Rascals. I just didn't know it was a movie. What, what? the fuck
1: are you talking about? <laughs>
3: Oh, I'm thinking of the little rag rats. Never mind. You sure are, dude. What are the little, little rascals? Hold on. Now I'm confused. You've
1: 100% seen these movies before.
3: <laughs> I, I need to Google it. Give me a second. Dylan, we watched it at daycare together, dude. That
1: is... That was a long Text time ago. Text your mom ahead. and ask her if she
0: likes the little rascals.
1: Oh, your mom
3: will fucking love the your little rascals. Is... Oh, it's these kids! Okay. There you go. For some reason, I associate this with uh, the Sandlot. For some reason, I don't know gotcha. why. Those movies are not similar whatsoever. I mean, they both have collections of children doing little
0: things. That's also true.
1: <laughs> I don't know why. I assumed you were gonna. I assumed you were gonna liken it more to Fat Albert than the no. Sandlot. No, not not really. I think
0: those movies, you know, occupy the same sort of headspace. It's like Little Rascals,
1: Sandlot, The Goonies.
3: Yeah, The Goonies. I was about to say.
1: Do you think the Goonies would have to be renamed if it was made today?
3: I mean, I don't... In what way would that be derogatory? Well,
0: I don't know. Do we want to explain it to Dylan?
3: (laughs) I feel like I have a lot of things explained to me. Why would this be any different? Jackson, can you explain what Gooning is to Dylan? No, I
1: don't want to. I'm going to look it up. Jackson's so (laughs) out of this episode. All right, so picture this, Dylan. Oh, I guess I won't look it up. Are you familiar with masturbating, dude? (laughs) I guess so. Picture that. But to its extreme. I don't know what that means. <laughs> what is
3: extreme? You just do it a lot. Oh. Yeah.
1: Incessantly. To the point where it becomes a severe addiction.
3: Oh. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. But I'd be I'd edging, edging right now. Why, <laughs> that's why he has his camera off. That
1: That is a big part of uh, gooning. You have to like constantly edge yourself. Oh. Do you know what edging is? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Explain edging to us, Dylan. I Glenn. don't want to. Ooh, can we move on? Glenn, where is the clit?
3: <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> Let's move on.
1: Dylan, were you aware <laughs> that the male penis is what used to be the clit? Yes. What? The male penis? Yes. Yeah. I mean, when yeah, you're I guess... in utero, Jackson, the clitoris turns into a penis, bro. Bullshit.
3: Yeah, it's true, bro, unfortunately. This is, this is fake pseudoscience. It's not. It's
1: fake It's, gu- it's going to be on the sex ed quiz, dude. You need to brush up on <laughs> this There's shit. There's
3: a sex ed quiz? I'm gonna lose, Not yet, boys. but like,
1: can I make that one? That sounds fucking hilarious. <laughs> you the one who suggested it, so yeah. Did I? Oh,
3: yes. I feel like Holy you're the shit. most prepared for this quiz, Tanner, so it would make sense for Thank you to host you. it. Jesus.
1: Speaking of hosting, though, I think it's about time we host our most popular segment of all time, Guapish at the Movies.
3: Guapish well, at the Movies. I don't remember any of the songs that we had in the movies this week. I actually don't even remember the movies we watched this week. <laughs> What are you referring? What is the song you were
0: singing? Ah, je Berdete, How's what's that fucking French song? Yeah.
2: There we go. I have an important question. That being, so obviously we are all under the perception that go up to the movies is our main segment, and that this is what people come to watch us for. Is that the case? Do people actually not give a fuck about the guapas at the movies? Nobody actually looks at the website, it's all just us. We're the only four people that give a fuck about any yes.
0: of this. I mean there are people viewing our movies, but I think our uh, I think our audience retention is so low that yes, it is only us actually watching these things.
1: I
3: feel like yeah. Tanner's
1: dad just skips right to guapas at the movies. I was that about might to say, like, case. a lot of
3: people probably <laughs> if people do watch our podcast, they probably don't know that guapas at the movies exists because we always do it at the last, like, portion of the the podcast, in which case a lot of people don't even make it to. Mm. So I, I I would say it's a struggle to say it is our main segment. You go you should put like a big guapish at the movie's timestamp or something
2: at the start of the video, so they can just like click it or something and go right to it.
1: Yeah. Hey there, guys. If you didn't know, we have a cool segment called Guapish at the Movies. You can click on the screen
3: right now to go straight to it. Hope you enjoy. Huh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Jackson, what have we watched this week? Uh, does it matter? Well, hang it on Dylan... a second, there, Dylan... buddy. Yeah, is oh. Dylan going to give a short synopsis? Oh, you right. Yeah. yeah, Uh, so I, I did, I did watch Dawn of the Dead. So I guess I'll just start with that. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting movie. Uh, I completely forgot everything you guys had said about it, but then after watching, well, listening to the podcast again, uh, and having you guys talk about it after I had watched it, I was like, huh, interesting that I had the exact same thoughts, and maybe your guys' words subconsciously swayed me but uh yeah this movie was a little goofy i don't know if i thought it was as goofy as you guys i didn't think it was a good movie mind you mm. uh it was definitely very interesting they went very low effort on 90 percent of the zombies where a lot of them were either just blue or just not colored at all i definitely saw a large handful of people who just were just regular people walking around. Um, there were a lot of... I I, I agree with Tanner's comment, going back to the podcast as well, where you have a lot of incompetent survivors and a lot of incompetent zombies, where I, I started keeping a running tally, I don't remember the number, of the amount of times people definitely should have died to zombies in this movie. Um, and also on top of that, I realized something about zombie movies, in which they have a fallacy that a lot of them fall under, is that zombies eat people, yes? Yeah. Okay. So... In that regard, if zombies are just eating people, like, as a whole, like, the entire person, but you need to get bit to be infected, assuming that the only reason you get infected is that you don't have your human survivors to pull you away from the zombies, how are there such large amounts of zombie populations in any of these movies if they're just eating people? Because they're the dead! They're not all getting all of you. Uh, that was not the <laughs> case in this movie.
0: To be fair, with how incompetent these zombies are, I don't think it's all that unbelievable that you're just like, yeah, a lot of people, they'll get bit on the hand, and then they push the zombie away and run that, away and then I die. I
3: guess so. But anyway, that's aside the point. Uh, yeah, but I gave Dawn of the Dead a C minus. I thought it was a below average movie.
1: Whoa but only slightly below, yeah, average. below average. Yeah,
3: Well, it's not, like, I think one of you guys, I think you and Jackson gave it a D plus, so really not too far off base. Um, I'm also just tend to be on the more positive side of movies. Uh, as far as, you guys wanted me to, like, give, you guys, like, saw my ranking for skin rank. It It, it was just an F because I was bored for the movie. Uh, in case our audience didn't know, I think it was actually mentioned during the podcast episode, I fell asleep three times trying to watch this movie. Um... But I will say, one thing the movie had going for it was it did have a really good way of building up suspense. But I would say, a decent 80 to 90% of the movie, I had zero clue what was going on. And I watched it by myself, mind you, because I know Jackson went and watched it again by himself and he said he understood so much more about the movie. I didn't understand a thing and I was watching it by myself with no distractions. Um, like half the time, at least, I was staring at a wall or a corner or the ceiling. The kids were talking, I couldn't hear them, I thought they were two little boys, apparently it was an a older brother and his younger sister, apparently the dad was there at some point, but all I saw was the mom, I don't know, there was... Yeah, if, unfortunately my brain's just fucking massive, and I just put the pieces together. You also watched it twice, so, I don't know, just really boring, like I said, it did suspense pretty well, but it did not grab me in any sort of way, so, I can't think highly of a movie that only had one good thing going for it, so... Um and then in terms of the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, I honestly can't remember what rating I gave that. I think I gave it a B minus or something. But uh, yeah, as far as I was concerned with that movie, those movie that movie was not intended to follow the game, which is what some people who are very surface level about the whole thing would th- would think. Uh, because apparently it just involves a lot of the books in the back the like the the lore and all that stuff from the books and all that. Um. So I went with my little sister and her friends, and so we kind of collaborated a lot during the movie and before the movie and after the movie. We talked about a lot of things. So I didn't have – I had kind of just a uh, – I appreciated the story a lot. Uh, I liked how they designed the animatronics. I liked the environment they had set up. The story was kind of slow. It was kind of just eh, – I wish it was more engaging. Uh, I did wish they would have had more aspects of the game in the movie, but that's just me personally, even though I would have absolutely hated that. Um, but yeah, I I really appreciated how they brought the plot and the story and the storytelling in this movie. And I think that's probably what drug it up the most for me for as far as me giving like a B minus or whatever it was. So, yeah, that's kind of what I had. There we go. Did you get around to watching Cleopatra? I did not. I just, yeah, I'm going to watch it probably tomorrow at this point. Understandable. It's just the longest part.
2: Yeah. Anyways, we watched some incredible movies this week. We watched, of course, our Patreon pick, Midnight Cowboy, which is the first one we're going to be talking about. Um, And, of course, the person that's going to be talking about that is Tanner because he's the one that likes this movie so much and he just wants to talk about it.
0: Oh, no. Oh, boy. Uh, Midnight Cowboy is the story of Joe Buck. He's just uh, a a hoedown, lowdown Texas boy trying to make it in the big city. Um, I believe that his plan the whole time. I can't tell if he's moving to the city cuz he wants to just sleep around or if he's trying to like make a living as a male prostitute. But I think I, I both. you know I, ju- I, think I think he's trying to yeah. I
2: think he's just trying to find some rich person to be like a sugar mama was the intention.
0: Yeah, he did Maybe. mention at it's... one point he was a
3: hustler, so that could mean a couple different things.
0: Yeah, he's either looking for a sugar mama or he's just like, "Man, I got that dog in me. I can make money as a male prostitute, which it isn't possible, but um, unless you're doing gay shit, which
3: he does. He does? Oh, yeah, never mind. Continue. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Anyway,
0: he does gay shit, and he uh, he befriends Ratso. Uh, Ratso is a piece of shit. I don't know why he hangs out with him, and then Ratso is dying, and they're like, well, let's go to Florida, and then the movie ends.
3: <laughs> okay, so Dylan, what did you think of this movie? Uh, it was very confusing, very slow, and I I didn't... I didn't understand what was going on a lot of the time. Uh, what do you mean? Like Tana was explaining, I didn't understand his motivations. He, I thought he was moving because he couldn't keep a job or something in Texas or he didn't want to. I thought he was moving in New York because he wanted new opportunities. Uh, I thought male prostitution at one point was on the table, which I guess it maybe it was or something? I don't know. Uh, but then he also was like saying something about like, like the first lady he hooked up with, he's like, oh, I should let you know I'm a hustler. And I was like, so you, are you saying you, like, gain people's trust so you can break into their houses, steal their stuff, and sell it? Like, I don't, I don't know what you're trying to say right now. And then it, the show just, it just kind of meanders, and he starts, you know, he, he just hooks up with people by references or whatever, I guess he starts over. I don't know. It, it just... It, 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 it really sounds clearer. like you and
1: Tanner are in the same boat here with this movie, where you guys
3: just don't fucking
1: get it, okay? You just don't <laughs> fucking get it, you stupid pieces of shit. Jackson, you were much more positive on this movie, right? Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed this movie a good amount. Hmm. And why is that, dude? Why do you feel like that was?
2: Uh, I think I just connected <laughs> with the characters a lot more. These guys looked at the movie in the sense of the big picture of, like, this is kind of like what they're planning on doing. I looked at this movie in the sense of what they're currently doing, how their lives are acting out, and the way they're going about their current situations uh, with the interpersonal stuff. I was a lot... Also, this is a character Um, and that's the main focus of the movie is, you know, Joe Buck working through his fucking past trauma or whatever. Um, he meets somebody else. He also he has, like, major attachment issues because his fucking girlfriend got raped in front of his eyes. Uh... <laughs> Looking at, looking I like forgot about that part know. yeah no so yeah he, he's fucked up there's obviously some pretty deep implications in the movie that he was sexually abused as a child or something by like, his grandma or whatever um and there's also you know the fucking girlfriend being raped he's he's working through all this trauma you can obviously see because you know a lot of people that have past issues like that generally have issues with sex and stuff I think he kind of forms that with his entire personality which is why he's trying to do what he's doing in the first place. He makes, like, the cowboy thing, his whole shtick. Maybe that's because his grandma was, like, into that type of thing. And he attributes that to what he should be as, like, a, a view of masculinity or something. Yeah. Uh, and he's just, he's just working through it. He obviously finds uh fucking Ratso as, like, the main guy to attach to because he just has nobody down there. He's completely alone. Um, and he's fucking... He's super lonely. He also has attachment issues again because I already said that. Uh, he latches onto him. They're good friends. They've got, like, a common... Kind of goal was just to make it through all this stuff. Uh, I just thought it was, re- I just thought it was really engaging. Honestly, I don't think I was really bored throughout most of it. There was some weird stuff, but overall, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, like Jackson said, like this guy. He's fucking, he's down on his luck, okay? He's obviously had, like, a pretty rough past here. And so he's just trying to move somewhere to get away from it. In New York, it's like this big, sprawling metropolitan area, dude. Like, you can really make it in New York. When he's on the bus ride, he's listening to the radio. And they're talking about, like, oh, yeah, I love them big, handsome boys. And he's like, that's me. I'm a big, handsome boy. I'm a big, rough, tough boy. And he goes there so he can, like, get some fucking poo-tang, get a little bit of fucking cash so he doesn't have to work at, like, a diner or anything like that anymore. And guess what? Uh, things don't go very well because New York is a shitty-ass city and things just don't go well for anyone who's there. And, like, you know, th- as Jackson said, he definitely has, like, some sort of, like, past trauma with his grandmother. Whether it was, like, exactly sexual nature, we don't ex- totally know. They... He basically doesn't delve into it whatsoever throughout the entire film. We aren't entirely sure what happened there. Even with, like, the fucking rape scene and shit like that. Like, whether or not, like, that was even, like, fucking... Like, that actually happened, we don't really know. Because uh, whether or not it's just, like, I don't know, some sort of, like, weird interpretation you have of the events or some shit like that, we have no fucking idea whatsoever. And so, like, you know, we can definitely see, like, the weird uh, issues he has with his grandma and, like, all the women who he he pursues. He's explicitly going after, like, these older women throughout the fucking film, you know? And so, like, th- there's something there, guys. There's something there for sure.
3: I just figured that happened because they were wives who wasn't getting anything from their husbands. So they were trying to get this young stud who would because he's the only one that could satisfy them anymore.
0: I thought it was just because he figured older women would have money. That too. Which I, I feel like is the much more obvious route to go, Dylan.
1: <laughs> Either way, man. Yeah, it could potentially be a mix of things, man. Who knows? It's just though, boys. He was immediately, immediately
2: able to bone the shit out of that old white chick. And then later in the movie, when he's trying to fuck the younger woman, he can't get it up. Why is that?
3: Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm going to be
2: honest. She looked old as fuck to me, so. I didn't think she looked that old. She was, like, like maybe late 30s. She was not that old. The fucking I earlier... thought that was
1: because he had done gay shit already.
2: It could be. It could be that.
1: <laughs> Once you go gay, you can't go
2: straight. Yeah, there's also, like, the the undertones of homosexuality and stuff. because mm-hmm.
1: Undertones?
0: <laughs>
2: <He's>, like, <laughs> I questions.
1: got sucked
2: off in a movie theater. He was doing it for money, dude.
1: And, like, even when he was getting sucked off, Tanner, he was uh, imagining, like, back when he was with his girlfriend and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm going to be like, honest, super... I didn't pick up on that at all. Oh, my God. <laughs> I might have been zoning out there, to be honest. <laughs> this movie's a lot deeper than I think you guys are giving it credit for. Yeah. Listen, man, if it doesn't hold my attention enough for me to catch these nuances, then I guess it just doesn't do it for me.
1: Listen, wrong
0: admittedly, wrong this wrong is not my kind of film. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Why didn't you say that? We were talking earlier, Tanner. Why didn't you say I don't like character dramas very much? I didn't say that. Why did I say I'm that? I'm saying, why didn't you say that? But Because that's not true. And what do you mean this isn't your type of movie, dude? Um.
0: Well, this has what I term uh, Napoleon Dynamite Syndrome. Where it's a two-hour movie about a fucking retard just having shit happen to him. And I don't find those kinds of movies engaging. I don't like them at all.
3: I'm gonna have to agree with Tanner here. I I
2: don't agree with you at all, because I think there's absolutely a through line you can follow this movie. That just being, like, their overarching goal. Like, obviously, pretty early on we get the goal of them trying to go to Florida and fix the situation. And they fucking get there at the end, you know? After working through all this shit, they, like... He comes to terms at the at the very end with what he previously was. He kind of accepts who he was and he throws away his past life and he, he you know, he, he gets there and again, with the floor off he, he doesn't get ranted with him. I think there's absolutely a through line to follow with this movie. You can see I... his progression as he like, kind of learns more, you can see him improving over time with living in the city and things like that. I don't I don't think you're looking at this deep enough. I don't agree that there is a through line.
0: I do think it's just like shit kind of happens to him, and he reacts to shit happening to him. I don't think he has much agency as a character. He could get a job though.
2: He could get a job, which he doesn't. So, yeah. I mean, he's uh, assumably going to when he gets to Florida because that was the. Point.
1: Yeah, that's what, that's what he says his whole plan is. He realizes, like, you know, the entire movie is talking about, like, I'm a hustler. Yes, sir. Hey, baby, I'm a hustler. Hey, dude, I'm a hustler. I- I'm real good at He's fucking terrible, though. Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah, he does works stupid. out. And yeah. so he finally realizes, man, this last fucking shit. <laughs> We're going to go down to Florida. Hey, Rizzo, here's the plan i'm gonna get a job and that's his entire plan that's that's all he right. says in regards to his plan because he yeah. realized oh that's all i really need to do need a simple guy <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and i suppose like i don't know if you want to treat the character arc of realizing you need a job to live is like this deep thing good for you guys It it doesn't do much for me
2: well, you can look at you can look at it deeper than that because honestly, there's a lot of reasons well, like ego and stuff with why you wouldn't quote unquote stoop to the level of doing something like that. Mm-hmm. For for example, a lot of people if they get a higher... like oh, you're a, you're the opposite example of this Tanner because you don't do this. Um, but like for example, you could have a job like for let's let's like, say me I guess when I was unemployed, I had a job as a fucking software engineer where I was making good money, and then I got laid off, and then I could have you know just worked some random shitter job. Um, But I didn't, and that's not necessarily because of, like, an ego thing. But there are people that are in a position like that where they don't want to, like, stoop to that level, basically. He thinks he's really good at being a hustler. He knows that he's good at fucking, and he thinks he should be rewarded for this talent. He doesn't want to go and work something else if he knows he can probably make it this way. And a lot of the movie is him realizing that he's wrong about that. He's wrong about, like, his, you know... His masculinity, well, like, who he is as a person, he realizes this, and that's why he throws away his identity, and he reshapes himself at the end. I think it's quite poetic. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I don't... Like, I saw all this shit. I'm not missing any of it. I just don't find it, like, interesting. Like, like what you just described, I'm like, okay,
2: they made a movie about 2 plus 2 equaling 4. It's a difference in people, then. I don't think there's really much I can do to defend this movie outside of that.
0: Yeah, I yeah. think
3: this is one of those agree to disagree moments for us. Yeah, I think, I'm I'm think it's just a
0: matter of personal taste. Yeah. Like I mentioned, I fucking hate Napoleon Dynamite. I truly loathe that movie. Most people love that movie. That's and it's literally I can't, I can't, I can't chalk it up to anything other than personal taste.
1: Yeah. Well, I suppose if that's the case, does anyone else have anything else to say about Midnight Cowboy here? There should have been more gay shit in that. <laughs> Maybe then Dylan would have picked up on it. So, Tanner, what are you ranking this movie? I
3: would have rated it lower.
1: I'm going to give it a flat C. Oh. Oh, Dylan, what are you giving it? Oh, God. I gave this movie a D. Oh, my God. Uh, Jackson, how about you, dude? i give it an A. An A. Pretty solid there. Pretty solid. I definitely liked this movie. I'm not quite as high on it as you are, though. I think I'm going to give it a B. There's no way. (laughs) A, B, C, D. <laughs> I think it's oh. the first time we've had this happen. I was really hoping it would happen this way. Anyways,
2: I think you guys are all hack frauds. You don't know, see the potential of this movie. It landed well, in like minus. Whatever, Fuck man. you. B is not a like. <laughs> That's a slightly above average movie. That,
1: that is a not slightly
2: above. Slightly above average is C+. <laughs> well, according to our tier list, where there's six tiers... C-plus and B-minus are the midpoint. I guess so that's B fair. is slightly above average. That's not
3: how I view it. I think we also had a discussion on that's how that's not true. We we have, we've it talked it about this way, way <laughs> too
2: many
0: times.
3: Yeah, we we all look at it in a different way. It doesn't fucking matter. I look at it that way. You
2: guys look at it your other way. Anyways. What's the uh, next movie? Yeah, the next movie is Dylan's Pick of the Week, The Day After Tomorrow. Oh,
3: boy. All right. So Day After Tomorrow is about some guy who was talking about how... If there, we have this big old current, in the Atlantic Ocean. It, it distributes warm water and keeps our climate warm and uh, hospitable. And you know, if too much of the polar caps falls off, melts in the ocean, it goes all cold, and it'll it'll cause you know bad things to happen. Uh, and they're like, eh, maybe it'll happen in the next fifty to hundred years. But surprise, it's happening right now. It's causing tornadoes where tornadoes shouldn't be, earthquakes hail the sides of like grapefruits or whatever this is causing overall end of the world havoc everywhere uh so you know everybody is just about surviving everybody gets indoors we go to our main characters they're at some like kind of smart kid some kind of competition or whatever they're surviving in a library they're burning books to stay alive and the dad's only goal is to make it to his kid because he made a promise to make it to his kid before everybody freezes uh and then, you know, everybody survives, everybody gets rescued, everybody's moving to Mexico or something, uh, and then all of a sudden the Earth refreshes itself, and then it starts returning back to normal, and that's the end of the movie. I don't think it does ever return back to normal. I'm pretty it doesn't, sure they're just like, it, it well, not frozen now. It doesn't turn back to normal in the span of the movie, but it it does start reverting back to normal, and that was the implication that's- at the end of the movie. It did. I thought the implication was that the world's just like fucked from the north end and the south end. Yeah. No, it, it, it's it's renew it's it's renewing itself. It's it's how the, they explained it. I don't think that's true. It well, is I, I, I remember at the at the
2: start of the movie they said that uh, this is like a grain reset kind of situation is like we we fucked up the balance of the world Yeah. With and the this is like the world basically reacting to that change in a really exaggerated way and after this happened it's gonna slowly correct stuff over time is that what you're referring to yes okay Now, as a resident
1: scientist here how scientifically accurate would you say this movie is
3: um everything in this not everything most of the things that happen in this movie are possible but the time span in which they occur is not uh so uh, you think that like you know
1: the earth can like suck up fucking shit from the upper atmosphere to make it colder down here
3: no, that's why I said most of it. So I okay. think the, the unrealistic things as far as that goes is the hurricane on land, just because there's no actual scientific name for that, uh, and then the tornadoes in L.A. for many reasons. I think there's too many like skyscraper buildings in main line of US, uh, L.A. Also, the other issue with that is most tornadoes aren't strong enough to rip apart skyscrapers considering they're made of rebar and concrete. Because um, like, literally, these tornadoes are just kind of like erasing buildings which isn't super realistic. Um, so So what
1: does make sense then?
3: Uh hail, tidal waters. Oh, you guys got to keep it in mind though too. This is like a a, sci- a sci-fi end of the world viewers like dream movie where all of this like everything in this movie is exaggerated. The timeline, the the events So you're saying like, there's a movie for you, Dylan. This yes. is your dream movie. I do like this movie a lot. This is this is a pretty good movie. It's not a dream movie,
1: but it's a pretty good movie. Oh no! So I didn't like this movie particularly very much at all. Uh, the disaster itself barely lasts very long throughout the movie. We get like you, you know the big uh, big old fucking tidal wave coming into the city, and then that's about it. From there, it's
3: just like oh, it's cold. We're really cold. Do you realize? And that that's nat- about it. <laughs> do you realize the natural disasters occur one hundred percent throughout the entirety of the movie? What are you talking about, What do you about, classify Dylan? as natural disasters,
1: <laughs> Dylan? like if we're watching a disaster movie i'm expecting to see some uh buildings getting fucking destroyed and shit like that i'm not expecting to see some people
3: huddled up for warmth because it's cold outside tornadoes destroyed the buildings in la at the beginning of the movie. yeah like
1: i said at the beginning of the movie and then the tidal wave destroyed buildings and boats (laughs) yes also at the beginning of the movie movie. throughout the rest of
3: the movie after that dylan towards the end of the movie when everything flash freezes (laughs) that also starts destroying buildings and what happens
1: What when it's fucking cold outside? Once it's cold, what happens in the movie? Nico, the
3: cold is the natural disaster.
1: That's a really fucking boring disaster. Like, when they're fucking outrunning the cold, that shit's so fucking stupid. Whatever, man. It doesn't have to be
3: realistic. <laughs> We've already established at this point that it's not realistic, Tanner. I don't know why you're giving me that look. I just
0: feel like you've defended this movie and the last one with Moonfall with like, I'm just so into the science, but now you're saying that something that, like that sentence you just said is like directly in opposition to that sentiment. I mean, I don't
3: have to think it's realistic to like the movie.
0: No, but like what I'm saying is you've made two statements defending the movies and, and, but they're in conflict with each other.
3: What did I say about Moonfall? That's conflicting with what I just
0: said. You're like, I'm into the science of it. And then we point out, But, like, it doesn't follow science very well, and then now you defending this one by saying it's not realistic.
3: If I wanted to get creative with the science, I could see how it works. Like, the logic they explained in the movie as to how it's happening, I can understand how that works, because thermodynamics and convection, but... (laughs) Yes, thermodynamics and convection. Yes, thermodynamics and convection, that's how that (laughs) works. That's why everything that was in the center of the eye got flash-frozen. Because all of the hot air escapes, so when all the hot air escapes out the sides, it sucks in air, and since it's such a large ion, it covers such a a large amount, it's pulling extremely cold air from extremely high up in the atmosphere. Dylan,
1: at the very beginning of this, I asked you if that's possible, and you said no. I
3: I just got done saying, (laughs) I realize it's not realistic, but if I wanted to use my imagination, I could see how that works. That's not
0: science, then, that's just you making (laughs) shit up.
3: It's sci-fi, we covered that, it's science fiction.
0: Okay. I get I guess you take a much I I guess you take a much more literal interpretation of the term science fiction than
3: I do. Why why would you take it less literal than science fiction? Fiction is in the name. Well, no, you see I think what most people intend is, is that science
0: fiction means fictional stories that are heavily science-based, whereas you're
3: interpreting it as a scientific process that is fictional. Yes, the science in the movie is based on the fiction that is also in the movie. It doesn't have to be based on our perception of what actual science is. It can yeah, just I be don't the think that's what movie. most
0: people mean by that term, but whatever. Well, that's
3: unfortunate. <sighs>
1: So beyond the shitty disasters, they'll only take up a very small portion of they the film. They take up
3: more time than Moonfall. What no, do they don't, talk about? This is something yes, that you do. were talking There's about.
1: So they absolutely do not. The disasters in this movie take up barely any time, time whatsoever. In Moonfall, they're much more stretched out throughout the entire fucking movie, okay? And on top of that, we still got a bunch of funny little moments that happen in between all that shit. Whereas with this movie, these are the most fucking bland, cookie-cutter characters we've had in any film so far. There is nothing to any of them it's just uh, ah gosh I hope I survive and maybe see my dad again and then I'm a girl and I got hurt (laughs) and they also have the fucking super blatant
2: like oh this guy is the weak but smart nerd and this guy is a chad he's gonna take his girl oh and now he gets to impress the girl and show off and show that he's the better man
1: oh and we also have a black friend by the way he's also here
3: (laughs) I think mm-hmm. You guys are focusing too much on the characters. What do you mean? They're the they were. They're take up most so of the movie. We're reviewing the movie. <laughs> well, just saying. Saying. the movie, is,
1: is us reviewing movies? <laughs> well, yes, we're gonna that's, talk that's, about the things that, in that, the movie. That's
3: not what I'm what I'm referring to in this point. Is like yes, the characters are there, but I'm I i i am more like on a first time view of this. I'm more concerned of if they're going to survive, not who they are as characters. Why do we care if they survive if we don't care about them as characters? Because it's a natural disaster movie. You want people to survive in a natural disaster movie. (laughs) But we have no investment to these characters.
2: If you you like somebody as a character and you're attached to this character, you're going to want them to survive. We had
3: no attachment to these characters, hence we have no reason to want them to survive. I mean, I'm not attached to any of these characters either. I'm not particularly fond of any of them, but I still want them all to survive. That's just a
2: difference in people that I can't... I don't give a shit about a fucking character unless they make me give a shit about a character. So anything could happen to a character that I don't give a shit about and I wouldn't fucking care. Something really benign could happen to a character I like a lot. Like, they could get a fucking paper cut and be like, oh my god, no, my little baby heart can't handle this because I love this character, right? It really is a a big thing for me. Huh.
1: So, like, don't. if you don't care about the characters at all, what what is it that's making you attach to this film? Cause because I like to- there's, there's really basically nothing happening throughout the entirety of it once they like, get into the library it's like they're trying to figure out like how to be warm like oh let's burn these books and then a lady pipes up and is like hang on don't burn the books I'm like fuck you old lady we're gonna burn the books anyway and then nothing happens for a while until they get chased by shitty cgi wolves yeah the wolves were pretty rough no and, pun and then that's it. It, it, it they burn a fire that allows them to not be cold
3: that's I, it i think i think As <laughs> i can't I can't supplement this argument because we've reached an impasse with the fact that you're you're not acknowledging that the Ice Age that is currently happening is the natural disaster. He doesn't like how
0: passive of a disaster it is. It's not passive,
3: though. I mean, I...
2: I want it to be more disastrous.
0: It's a
3: slower process than getting sucked up in a tornado and jettisoned at 227 miles per hour. It's passive. But, like... I don't know how to pass that. I can't... If like, We can't have the argument if we can't get past the fact that an Ice Age is a natural disaster. So, like, there's no point in having it.
1: I mean, sure, Dylan. The Ice Age is a natural disaster. But it's not really generating much, like, actual conflict for them at all. Outside of, we're cold now, so we need
3: to burn things to stay warm. Listen, I'm just... We don't have to have the same... Op- we're here to have opinions on the movie. They don't have to be the same. We shouldn't be here trying to convince each other unless we really think we can convince each other... I I disagree. I mean, I don't
0: even, I wouldn't even say we're convincing each other. I I think we're just discussing the fucking movie, which is the whole point. I feel like we keep
3: revisiting the same points, which is why I'm making this statement. I thought this movie was okay. (laughs) That's fine. I I thought it was better than Moonfall. I
1: hard Uh, disagree. This movie is absolutely worse than Moonfall is. There's nothing funny to even take away from this movie, Tanner. Why are you looking for comedy in a natural disaster film? Because Moonfall was fucking hilarious, that's why. Was it? Yes. Yeah, it was
0: hilariously bad, which is what he's looking for in disaster movies. (laughs) Yeah, because disaster
1: movies are inherently
3: terrible. (laughs) There's not a single good one amongst them. I know a better one. What is it, Dylan? I'm not going to tell you. It's 2012, but that (laughs) one's also bad. is kind of bad. It's super unrealistic. (laughs) And this or was... Any disaster
1: movies No, but, like, actually it.
3: nothing in that movie makes sense. <laughs> like, they don't even explain it in that movie. It's the Mayans, they're Yeah, they just, they're just like, oh, the world's ending! <laughs>
1: Honestly, I think in disaster movies, it's better to just not try and explain anything. <laughs> yeah. Because as
0: soon as you try and explain shit, then it opens the door to, oh, you're gonna try and explain it?
1: That means I'm allowed to poke holes in it. Which many people have done for this movie. That, mm-hmm. that was one of the massive sticking points. This film when it was released, that nothing in this movie makes any sense.
3: <laughs> but like, you're also people just try to poke holes in it with our logic. We need to use that movie's logic. That's how, how are that. Are we works? gonna know what their
1: logic is? <laughs> no, we don't exist it. in their
3: world. They explain it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're explaining it with our science, Dylan.
3: Eh, it's slightly modified. <laughs> it's not like it's actually, our science. Uh... No, it's the same universe as fucking
2: Moonfall. It's not actually Earth. <laughs> we cannot compare it directly. Yeah. <laughs> Damn.
0: Gravity can be whatever strength it needs to be, wherever it needs to be. That strength.
3: Listen, listen. All are, right, are we are, are. We. I feel like we're done. Ta- hashing I out this It, it movie. does feel
2: like we're winding down. Let,
3: let's, let's let's. How, get how did the, the boat
2: ranking? get into the middle of the fucking city? That's Don't also work. what I was
3: wondering. I actually legitimately wondered that. I was like, because I haven't seen this movie in years, and I was like, yeah, what the. With a wave that big, how did it not just immediately top-sized? is it even standing?
0: Here, Jackson, let me explain it. So you got, like, the building right here, right? And you got the, the, the tidal wave up here. You see, the boat was up here on top of the tidal wave, and it got carried over the building, and then the tidal wave went down, and the boat was already past all the buildings. Wait, are
3: we not talking about the boat that was floating through New York City? Yes. On top of the
0: buildings? No, it was on top of the tidal wave that went over the buildings.
3: I mean, uh, it could have just been. I'm behind giving the t-
0: a stupid explanation for something that doesn't make sense. Stop it thinking could, about it. It could have been behind the tidal wave. Obviously, it doesn't make. But how would it get past the building, then, Dylan? Because
3: there's, because it can just, it could still navigate through the city. It can just crash yeah, the into road buildings. Road is
0: it wide enough? Eh, you don't know that. We, you very clearly see in the very shot we see it that the road behind the boat would not have been wide enough. Did you measure it, Tanner? I
1: think it oh my I think God. it's a cool
2: set piece regardless, but it's stupid, which is the whole point of disaster movies.
1: It's cool set pieces that make no fucking sense. Um yeah. Why the fuck were they outrunning the cold? I still don't get that. Why they 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 were just like confronted with wolves. Why didn't they just have the wolves chase them? Because the wolves are really bad looking, and the
3: character was like, we cannot have these wolves be in more of the fucking movie. Nico, do you know what the wind speed was when they were eating chased by the cold, Dylan? That doesn't fucking matter. The the fuck... do you know the wind speed? <laughs> then why does why does them outrunning it matter, in Dylan, fact, There wasn't any wind. Yeah. In yeah. that scene, exactly. So why does it matter, Nico? What what
1: the fuck do you mean? What, what does it matter? They were about. outrunning the cold, Dylan. Did you not and why see wouldn't that? Wouldn't they be able to outrun the cold? It doesn't matter that that they were able to. It's stupid that they were doing that to begin
3: with because it's dumb. Why is it dumb? He thinks the concept of running away from temperatures is dumb, Dylan. Oh yeah, immediately freezing to death within seconds is dumb. Uh, oh I gave my god, Write The B- fucking
1: plus. movie, Dylan. <laughs> he, what s- he
2: said B plus. B plus. Okay. Well, I'm giving it a D plus myself. There you go. I do think this movie is better than Moonfall generally. What'd you rank Moonfall? Even though I like, I like the last third of Moonfall because of just how fucking retarded it was. <laughs> this movie was just kind of mid the entire time. It didn't really have any like big. I don't know if D or, plus but is overall, mid, but it was boring as fuck and stupid and dumb. I'm this is I'm, this is also I'm still ranking this critically. Like this movie's stupid and makes no fucking sense, and that's factoring into the rank of this. Huh. And also, it being boring for a lot of it factors into that. Huh.
1: Yeah, I'm also right there with you with a D plus, and A D plus for me as well. I'm gonna go. I'll go a B minus.
2: There we go. Shockingly high. You should have been on a. You should have been on Dylan's defense more. <laughs> Anyways, that puts us at a C plus overall. There we go. Okay, and, and for that leads our... us
1: perfectly final film yeah, of this, the week
2: this leads us into pot- potentially maybe even the best movie we watched this week. no there's a chance Dylan. you never know there's I'm gonna no, win no you over chance with this. it was it, <laughs> it was, was pretty, pretty be, good this is going to be an insane argument this is going to be a fucking there is up. no well argument i have
3: nothing to say about this movie besides the ranking i'm giving it, it yeah i feel i feel like for
1: dylan and a tanner jackson i can get their argument out of the way pretty quickly I didn't like that there was a rape scene in this, and also it was boring. That's that's it. That's all they have to say about the movie. That is the argument. That's
3: not what I... I
1: have more to say than that, if
3: that's well, the case. Well, don't worry. I'm
1: going I'm to
2: give my synopsis, I'm going to give my defense, and we're all going to come out this with a unanimous S+. <laughs> this is a perfect movie here, and I'm going to I really hope, for watch. the
3: sake of my sanity, you are being 100% sarcastic.
2: Anyways, we are talking about the French drama thriller film Irreversible. Irreversible? I don't know how the fuck you pronounce it in French. That's not like a retard, though, probably. Uh, this is a reverse chronological order film where basically all of the scenes are reversed and played backwards. The movie is not playing in fucking reverse, though, obviously. So this is the general scope of this movie. I'm going to explain it in chronological order because that makes sense. Um, is we have uh, a couple, a young couple that's falling in love. Uh, this is like a fucking, I don't I don't know how to explain, so I'll get into the weeds of it. Because there's really not a whole lot going on with the plot, generally speaking. Yeah, no, there there really isn't. They're fucking at the start. The girl finds out that she is pregnant with his child. They end up going to a party. There is the friend, Pierre, that's coming along with them to this party. Um, He was, like, the previous lover to the girl, Alex. Um, But I guess Alex is dropping him for our current guy, who I can't remember the name of. Who cares? Uh, They go to the party. Main guy is getting fucked up. He's doing coke. He's getting drunk. And he is harassing Alex. And Alex is not a huge fan of that. She doesn't like the man he's becoming right now. He's not the man she fell in love with. She decides to leave the party uh, because she just doesn't want to be be there anymore. She's trying to cross the street. Some girl in the street tells her, oh, yeah, you should, like, go into the underpass because that's where it'd be it'd be safer to do that instead of trying to cross the street. So she takes her advice, and then he gets brutally raped for nine minutes in an underpass. Was it nine minutes? Um, was also- it nine minutes? Yeah. Did you time it? Yes, this is also, in fact, longer than Straw Dogs. It's hard to Crazy. rank, or not rank time, how long Straw Dogs was. I didn't want to go into the nitty-gritty of it because it stops the line, and cuts back to, like, the husband hunting or whatever during the rape scene. So, it, yeah, Straw Dogs is, like, a couple of minutes at least shorter than Irreversible's Holy rape shit. scene. <laughs>
4: it's,
2: pr- it's pretty rough. Yeah, I know. She just gets raped for, like, nine minutes and then gets beaten bloody in a fucking tunnel. And then, yeah, the paramedics get called, obviously. Um, she's pulled in. Our main guys figure out what happened. And then they get some, like, mobster guys coming over to them saying, like, hey, yeah, if you guys pay us, we can help you figure out what happened to her. Uh, So they do that. And then they start getting information on who, you know, who did, who did it, who done it. Uh, They figure out that he's some dude that is currently in some, like, gay sex club or whatever it is. Um, They fucking harass some Chinese taxi driver to get there. They They steal a taxi. And then they go on some fucking psychic... Psycho, psychic, psychotic rampage through this gay club, harassing everybody, trying to figure out where this guy is. They eventually find him. Uh, he gets into a fight and then they beat his fucking skull in with some sort of gas tank or something. Was a fire um, scene, sure. Yeah, the dude's arm gets broken and then he gets pulled pulled out of there by like paramedics. And uh, then we see some guys naked in a cell talking about something. This movie's a fucking trip. It's some crazy shit. Um, there's obviously deep themes going on in this movie pretty pretty obviously specifically just like with the title of the movie irreversible it's pretty obviously talking about the rape scene this is an irreversible act that happened to this girl this cannot be taken back this uh, is dramatically pregnancy also can't be taken life. back uh,
1: yeah like you know it ties into like the way in which the movie is structured as well it's going in reverse so that you see it like oh these are all things that have already happened you know nothing can be done to like change any of this shit that's already gone down you know you get it tanner do you have it yeah, I get, fucking I get. Skull there yeah it's yet. a little
2: pretentious um yeah they fucking... also, of course, you know they murder somebody that's also an irreversible act they've taken somebody's life that's something that can never be undone there's a lot of deep themes with this movie huh. your, what are you trying to say tanner
0: so <laughs> this movie is just like it's the ki- it, this is another kind of movie i dislike where it's pretending to be smart um Well, it's either pretending to be smart, or the people are like, damn, this story we made is fucking boring. Let's put a unique way of introducing the story to try and cover that up for dumb people, you know? Um, And, like, I don't know. All it really is, is, like, they're like, okay, we're gonna have just a really straightforward story, frankly... Uh, and we'll have three big moments, and and then you know people will fucking clap at the Cannes Film Festival. You know we're we're like there will be a brutal like a, a crazy brutal murder. People are like holy shit, the French are so good at films. They put murders in their movies. Uh, there will be a nine minute wrong anal, anal rape scene. Um, and well, you see, people, Taylor, we the like, reason
1: why they made it nine minutes long is because that's the time that an average rape actually happens. So they want to force us to like witness what many women have to go through. Right. Uh,
0: and then, you know, dumb people on Rotten Tomatoes will be like, holy shit, the French are geniuses. They put rapes in their movies. And then, you know, at the that at the end, they reveal she's pregnant. So we're like, holy shit, now that rape that I was already uncomfortable watching feels even worse because I'm easily <laughs> manipulated. Um, I just think this movie does not have much going on. And it's essentially like the filmmaker trying to trick us into thinking it's deep.
3: I want to go next. Go, okay, go for, for it. it okay. <laughs> going to be completely honest, Jackson. When you explained it he in forward... He missed Ford... the
0: rape scene.
3: <laughs> when you explained it in forward <laughs> time, so this doubt. movie sounded way better than when it sounded in reverse time. Uh... Oh, yeah. Actually, that, that leads into something. This
2: movie apparently is getting a re-release soon, or maybe already has, where they just play the movie in chronological order for some fucking reason. I don't know why. Whenever I was looking up stuff about this movie, all I was seeing was like the
3: re-release shit. They like, had a trailer come out recently for it. Weird shit. Anyways, go on. Anyway. uh, Yeah, there were a lot of things in this movie that I was just, from a moral standpoint, not okay with. The first being murder and watching somebody's skull get bashed in in the middle of a gay, like, sex club or whatever. The first um, for me was it being French. <laughs> yeah, and the way that it started didn't really make a ton of sense. Uh, and just, and it seemed like the further, because, like, we were having conversations during... Like, watching this movie, you guys were slightly ahead of me, and you're like, oh my god, it gets so much worse, just wait. I dreaded the fact that it got worse. And the fact that it got worse going backwards was even worse. And I guess just to skip right along here, I just slowly just became more and more disenchanted from this movie. It wasn't the kind of movie, for, I honestly didn't enjoy this movie whatsoever. Yes, Tanner. How long did it take you to realize that they were uh, playing it in reverse? Um... The fact that they were just, it was, so, when it was the two naked, well, the the guy was in his underwear, but whatever, the guys up in the apartment room, they were doing whatever, I was like, okay, this is a weird intro to a movie, and then they cut down to, like, the guy getting escorted out of the nightclub on, like, the ambulance, I was like, okay, that's not usually something you open with, and this movie is also called Irreversible, and then it started doing this weird roll thing, and then it, like, as soon as it transitioned after the roll is when it, like, like solidified the fact I was like oh this movie is going in reverse because otherwise how would this scene make sense going after this scene so that's crazy you figured it
0: out way faster than me I think I, I think it I was I think we had to go backwards I think twice until I put it together
3: oh yeah I was like there there these events don't make any sense in the order that they're portraying it so something something's wrong here so but yeah my only big things with this movie is a lot of things morally that I dislike a lot. And just, gay people th- this is definitely no not, not French that French people uh French Hispanics. people I don't, I don't know yeah, I thought that was really weird that they Trans. had they had Hispanic people. Yeah, that was also super weird that that was just randomly thrown in the movie. Uh, it was weird that they had Hispanic. Holy in shit, movie. dude!
0: The French are so good at mo- p- making movies. They put women with penises in their films. <laughs>
3: Why they have to show us
2: it, man? Why that? Have I'll, to I'll, I mean, that's what they I'm saying. This that. is
0: them. This is literally this is French people being like, "How do we manipulate reviewers to give us good scores? We'll just put shocking shit in it for no reason." Yeah, Tanner, I, also, I
3: feel
1: like you're not being like you know generous enough to this film. You have haven't even touched on the camera work yet dude which was mighty impressive like i said in the fucking acting
2: all these shots were insanely long one takes and they're fucking incredible like the acting is really really fucking well done throughout the entirety of this movie and i think we're we're like ragging on the chronological order of this movie a bit or the non chronological order of the movie i think it was honestly pretty well done i think it was kind of fun watching just the insanity of the start and trying to figure out what the fuck's been going on and then slowly piecing together like the mystery of what's happening as you're watching the movie and then it all culminate at the the final scene where we kind of really see where it all starts i thought that was a really cool and fun way of doing the movie huh. i think it would have been a pretty boring benign movie if they did it chronologically well yeah that
0: yeah i, I agree it's boring if you uh don't zhuzh it up like that but i don't like, I don't find the zhuzhing to counteract it being boring.
3: Yeah, the disenchantment, like I had mentioned before, utterly shuts down everything else about this movie for me. I, I agree that the care. acting
0: was good. Um, camera work, I. Eh, like, I, I. Listen, I get. I, I understand what they're doing. I get what they're doing and why they're doing it. I, I just, like. One shots can be cool. I don't really care in this case. And, um. For the first, you know, half of it, pretty much up until the the girl, when the camera is just doing this shit, and you can never see what's happening or whatever, and yeah. wh- I'm like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm not, I don't care. And frankly, it was, it was hurting my fucking head. Frankly, to look yeah, at it, it
2: makes sense in the context of the plot, though. Honestly, it's getting fucking ridiculous because you know the guy is literally hopped up on drugs. He's mm-hmm. crazed up with adrenaline. On just this insane situation. He's planning on fucking killing a person. Basically, um, there's like crazy loud music. It's dark. He's in a place he's not aware of, and he's you know super inebriated with all these drugs he's on. It makes sense that that it's all like this. Yeah, I think it was a cool way of doing it.
0: I I get that. I understand the rationale there, but it didn't work. Well, you know, that. it's it's sort of Nico's classic thing of like just because it's intentional doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. And I think for me it was not good.
3: Yeah, I mean, the ending didn't make any sense. I didn't understand why she was sitting in the middle of a park reading a book. That that symbolically doesn't make any sense to me. And if I wanted to think about something I was watching either in show format or movie format, I would go watch a documentary.
2: I'm well, just going to be the entertained. The whole point of the
3: ending, from my perspective the ending,
2: obviously the whole movie is going backwards constantly. And the ending is just trying to portray, you know, like a very early
3: on time in her life. I mean, I assumed like that, back but like things were simple Another other rape you know, like, if you will. Like there was no easy. context to the situation, so I was lost. I was also just disenchanted It's some fucking, it's from the some movie, fucking so. French, French bullshit ending, you know how it is. I think this movie was just French bullshit in general. It was. The damn French people. Those yeah, fucking no, Frenchies. I, I've been talking
2: very positively about this movie a lot, but yeah, no, I definitely think the second half of this movie is boring as fuck. It really... You're getting carried a lot by just the rape. performances. <laughs> no jesus the whole the party the party scene them walking and taking the train all of that is entirely being carried by the performances of the characters Mm. they're not really talking about anything
3: necessarily important nothing is super
2: relevant to the plot it's entirely just what do you mean they're talking about sex
3: yeah that was the other thing what was the point of the train conversation that was a completely pointless conversation added nothing to the movie it was foreshadowing for when she gets brutally ass raped. I don't, I don't yeah, care.
2: Yeah, all we're, all it is doing is we're we're watching the performances of these actors, which of course again is was really good. Um, they were not really talking about anything super relevant. Maybe you could say it's some foreshadowing shit. I think it's just them talking about shit
1: they're interested in talking. Well, about. Well, exactly, dude. You see, they're they're like they're talking they're about sex previous, and stuff, though. and like she's obviously uncomfortable with the conversation. But eventually, like you know, they they, they keep pushing. She it. Gets it she gets raped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What do you mean this video is (laughs) demonetized? So, similar to Jackson, I've definitely been uh, defending this movie. I didn't really like this movie whatsoever, though. Like, I definitely get what it's going for here. I think that the fact that, uh, like, I understand why the movie is being played in reverse. However, I do think that it is overall a detriment to the film, ultimately. Because we fucking... Basically, when this woman is introduced, she immediately gets raped afterward. (laughs) Just the moment we meet her. And so... We don't really have, like, any sort of, like, pre-established, like, feelings towards or anything like that. Like, we would have gotten had the movie actually been played in a normal sort of way. So, it's just like, wow, there's a really bad thing that's happening to this woman. And then after that, we see her some more, and it's like, okay, well... Yeah, I can't just, I, I can't stop seeing the woman who just got ass raped for nine, for nine yeah, minutes. Exactly. And then obviously, as Tanner talked about previously, the reveal that, oh, she was pregnant the entire time. Isn't that sad? It's like some fucking Lasso's part two bullshit. That's so fucking <laughs> terrible. I hate it so much.
3: What's up, Tanner? What's up, Tanner? What's up, dude? Do
1: you
0: think this movie would have worked better if instead of just going from, you know, the end to the beginning of the story, we actually jump back and forth between the ending and the beginning, and then watch nine minutes of ass rape, and then it goes to the credits. <laughs>
3: uh, but I mean know, less rape, but I, jo- I like jo- joking.
0: Like, do you think that would have worked better so that we do get introduced to her and get a bit more attached to her and like maybe? Let me just let me just do this. Let's rewrite the movie so she just gets brutally murdered instead of ass raped for nine minutes. And I, um, I
3: would have preferred that honestly. And then yeah, we play it like
0: back and forth, and you c- we can do you know the opening where he's getting wheeled out in the stretcher, whatever, and we're like, huh, what the fuck is going on? And then you know they're hinting at Alex, Alex, and we're like, what? And then it does the maybe not the very very beginning, maybe like you know once they're going to the party or whatever, and then you know go back and forth like that until we see it. see. I guess it would be ending on the murder then, which is a bit weird, but hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, playing around with like a previously established sort of like narrative device like that, just like you know how a movie typically progresses, is something you need to be really careful with. You look at something yeah. like Pulp Fiction; it does it very well. It's like you know, uh, taking us to a bunch of different places in, like uh, these people's lives. You know, where it, uh, I feel like it does it fairly well. There, you know, we haven't gotten to Pulp Fiction quite yet, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil things too much for folks who haven't seen it yet, like Dylan, I'd assume. Yes. but yeah, like a movie like that, it does it very well here. I just don't feel like it adds enough to the film to justify really being structured in this way.
3: I mean, like I I said. I agree,
1: but also, if it weren't structured like that, I don't think there's very much to this film
0: either.
3: Well, like I said prior, I think this movie would have been better played in normal chronological order than reverse. Yeah. I'd say so. All right, rankings then. (laughs) Jackson, what are you rating this movie, man?
2: Uh yeah no I'm absolutely the highest on this movie oh, 100%. out of all of this. Uh, I gave it a D plus. Oh, that's the
3: highest. I mean I guess I never mind. I, th- I assume the rest of you guys are gonna give it fucking. Ass I'm giving Ds. this
0: one an ass rape out of ten. Um fucking I'm giving
1: it an F plus. Huh. There Here we, we go. go. Dylan, how about you, dude? Me,
3: I'm giving this movie an F minus. Whoa. I will never watch this movie again in my life. I will never. Re- I'll never this watch to it again ever. either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have no plans on doing that either. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which I think is kind of the point. It's supposed to be an absurdly hard-to-watch movie that makes you think about the things that you're watching.
1: I mean, yeah, like... I mean, Jackson, as you talked about with, like, the themes and stuff like that, I really don't think that the themes are really even that obvious in this film. You look at something like Straw Dogs, and with that movie, it's very obvious that it's trying to say something. It's just not doing it very well. Whereas with a movie like this, it's not really even obvious what's trying to do here. All we're really watching it's is, trying like, this... trying to show you a nine-minute anal rape scene. Exactly. That it, was it, why it... the movie was made. It's just showing us, like, these uh, really fucked-up things happening to people without really trying to comment on it very much whatsoever I feel like so wouldn't it be fucked up if yeah it would be whoa I think I'm gonna give this
3: movie an f-plus as well holy shit is has it finally happened no I don't think it worked well actually it might be an f-plus uh yeah the fucking f-minus yeah no it's an f-plus
1: holy shit First oh F-tier movie boys, let's go!
0: We did it, ladies and gentlemen. Our first F tier movie.
3: <laughs> I was really worried about Jackson's D plus after Tanner gave it an F plus. I was like, there's no way this movie is not gonna be an F. It Yeah, you gave happened.
2: it a fucking F minus. That is that is quite the uh I was very disenchanted. Downer, as they say. Well,
3: Jackson, congratulations on Guapas Rule 34's first F tier movie. How does it feel, man? Uh, I'm pretty indifferent. I don't really care. I, I I truly would have figured with how you guys were ragging <laughs> on my ratings of my movies, or not even my movies, that I certainly would have hit this low first. But I guess not.
0: You were never gonna let that happen, Dylan.
3: Yeah, I'm still trying to I'm get higher. I'm hire. just picking some random shit. I don't even know where I fucking found this
2: movie. Where did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. You need to figure out how you heard this movie, man. I'm curious now. A lot of the a lot of the time, I just see. Uh... Like a random Reddit thread of, like, what are some disturbing movies or something? I'm like, oh, let's write down all of these without <laughs> looking any deeper into them. Fantastic. Or like, I see I see some random meme or something about it, and I write it down. Yeah. I'm not thinking too hard about any of this. That's
1: Jackson funny. has fucking Vomit Girl Holocaust on his movie or some shit. What? What is that? I might. Oh. That sounds hilarious. It's not. It's a series of rape, or not rape, uh, vomit porn films. Oh. oh. Okay. Yeah.
0: Where's the Holocaust come in? time to make our picks for this week. Yes, Yes, sir.
1: sir. Tanner, what are you going
0: with, dude? Okay, guys, uh, we're going to be rounding out uh, Netflix Original November with, uh, I'm going to guess the most infamous uh, Netflix Original movie. We're going to be watching another French film. Oh, God. Cuties! Huh. Okay. Dylan, what do you know about this one?
3: I know that cuties are like little oranges or something.
0: That's right. It's a documentary about oranges. Don't think about it.
3: (laughs) I feel like I'm going to hate this movie, too. As for me, our movies have been real fucking
1: downers lately, right? (laughs) I guess so. I feel like we need to get a little bit of levity in here. We need a happy movie for once. So I'm going to be picking the 1998 film Happiness.
3: Huh.
1: Hmm. Never heard of this one. Fair enough, dude. Let's hope the title is not sarcastic.
3: Nico, are you trying to say that Rocky isn't a happy movie? Rocky made me sad. Oh. (laughs) Damn. And
0: Jackson, what is the Patreon
3: pick? I don't
2: know. Let me roll it. (gasps) It is Battlefield Earth. Whoa. Whoa. Another ha-
1: film by Lucas Ledet. Congratulations, dude. We we just always hate your films, <laughs> we don't just- we? I
3: actually really wanted to watch this movie. Thank you very much. He gets
0: much. one every month somehow. <laughs> I think dude he actually has. Movie. That's well, fucking I funny. I think
3: he also is consistent on movie picks, so. True. Uh, is this a disaster movie? Kind of. It's an alien disaster movie.
1: Holy shit. And if you also want to get your movie, uh, picked out on the Patreon, then you can do so if you just do exactly what Jackson is about to tell you. So do our Patreon! <laughs> Dude, in addition to getting their movies picked, what else do they get from the
2: Patreon? Uh, yeah, you get access to the pre glob which is our pre-show. Uh, you get early access to the episodes whenever they're done editing. You get access to our Discord, you can, you know, request a movie, talk to us, SlimeBot, the business, the works. And you get 500 slime SlimeCoins, baby. Oh yeah, one time, by the way. Only once. And I'll get your name right out every episode, like the following people.
1: Yeah, just like Raheem Rajawani, Kyler Nikolai, and my fave, most uh, special patron, Barack Obama, (laughs) Topperman Man, Joshua Bean, Karma 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 Chameleon, Tudbot, Lucas Liddette, Hunter, and Jacob Edwards. And as always, thank you very much for watching. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.